This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Stew thing. It's exactly what it is. Uh, the Pat and Stu thing. Jeffy's here too. And Jeffy too. It's the Pat and Stu thing and Jeffy too. <laughs> uh, so polls are out. Uh, the new CNN ORC poll. I love um, that one. That's my favorite one. It is your favorite. CNN ORC. Well, you yeah, that bumper is, sticker on your car that yeah. says the CNN ORC poll is my favorite. My favorite poll. poll. Is this in the right place today? It looks so weird today. Doesn't it? It's like angled and like. It, it is, is kind of angled, angled strangely, isn't it? How about that? Is, is that, that better? better? Worse or about the same? Guys? Uh, no, you need to push it back better? a little bit. Worse? Now, Pat. Or about push the same? No, don't, don't listen to him. He's going <laughs> to screw, no, screw with you. Um, it's probably not centered now uh, yeah, as no. I look at the shot. Sorry, Lee. We just played with the TV on the air. There, now it's we centered. Shouldn't have done Had it been that. done properly to begin with. You're right? Yeah. Well, Thank you. Um, so uh, 51 for Hillary Clinton, 45 for Donald Trump. Uh, that is in a... Uh, Six-point swing right there. Six-point uh, race. Six, point. six points. Wow, Pat. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I didn't even didn't even use a calculator. And they call for me that. the stat guy. On the I show. know. And, then, and here you are. <laughs> well, you might be the stat guy. I'm the math guy. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Put that right together. Um, it's a seven point shift towards Hillary, who was down by one in the previous poll. So Wish pretty big know. switch. And I will say it's been mixed. You know, I think the media seems to feel like this is an overwhelming um, move towards Hillary since the debate. I think there's definitely a sign of a substantial move towards Hillary, but it's not like it's not. We've not hit the point yet. It's been a volatile race, man. Back really and has, forth, really has like uh, wild swings. Yeah, um, you know. Uh, but uh, if you go back and right around the time of the convention, the DNC. After that, it was mm-hmm. really the high point for uh, Hillary. Let me give you a quick quick rundown, kind of of, of where we uh, of where she things. She was up by over seven hundred points um, for a time. So uh, over seven hundred. It was weird. I, I don't know how that happened. A lot of people were curious about what went on. But she, for a while, after the convention, in uh, most of the polls, was up by 700 points or more. That's amazing. And again, yeah. you are the yeah. math guy, so right. we can trust you on that. Right, you uh, can. Uh, so, uh, so this is the, the, the way the race has swung since in the last few months. Mm-hmm. In the lead-up, before their conventions, Hillary Clinton, 77% favored. To win the presidency, okay. and this is according to 538. I'm using them as an example. There's a bunch of models, but 538 is the most favorable to Trump. Okay, out, out of this, out of the group. So it starts off in, in mid July. 
77% chance for Hillary Clinton to win. Uh, after the Republican convention, Trump actually takes the lead 50.1 to 49.9% chance. So after the Republican convention, huh. the swing uh, there brings it all the way to Trump's side. Then the DNC happens, and it swings wildly back the other way, going all the way to a peak of, I believe, 89.2% chance that Hillary Clinton is going to win. So it goes from a 50-50 shot back to an 89% chance after the convention. Wow. Okay. Then it tightens and tightens and tightens and tightens and tightens all the way to the debate. So right before the debate, it is a 54% chance for Clinton to win. So she goes from 89% to 54% in that time in between the events. First debate happens. It's now gone from 54.8% to 72.8%. So it's swung all the way back to Clinton, um, almost to the levels before the conventions even started. Wow. Um, and every model is showing some version of this. Uh, it, you know, this is the most uh, positive for uh, Trump. However, the New York Times, which is probably, I would say, the most positive for Clinton, uh, with the exception of the Princeton model, which is really, really likes Hillary. Um, the same sort of thing happened. Uh, you know, uh, mid-July, it was about 75%. After the convention, rose all the way up to 90% for Hillary Clinton. It narrowed down to about 70% before the uh, debate and has now popped back up to 79%. Mm. Um, so it's not quite as volatile as the 538 model, but again, it's it's showing the same thing. An overwhelming... Um, incident uh incidents here i think of clinton picking up ground but it's not it's not a foregone conclusion um as uh, the um the new york times model says this uh has an interesting way of stating this and they change this as the dynamics of the race change but they say this way uh, a victory by mr trump remains quite possible mrs clinton's chance of losing mrs clinton's chance of losing is about the same as the probability that an nfl kicker misses a 42 yard field goal so your, your team lines up for a 42-yard field goal. They're probably going to make it, but, but they, they miss could, it a lot. They could easily. They, yeah, yeah. yeah. And in this, in this case, about one out of every five, they probably miss that. Huh. Um, so certainly very possible. Um, that's a kind of a good way to think about it. Certainly a guy can miss a 42-yard field goal. I mean, what was Scott Norwood's back in the day? Uh, it was 43 or 47 maybe if yard field goal uh, in that Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, 47 for the Bills uh, against the uh, Giants uh, that he uh, missed. Mm. Um, so it could uh, definitely happen. Um, it's just that you're seeing the race now again swing back towards Clinton. We're seeing some polls uh, today, uh, the CNN poll we gave you already. Uh, North Carolina. Um, this is this is interesting, and a state absolutely 100% Donald Trump has to win North North Carolina. Cannot win the election without winning North Carolina. Latest poll for North Carolina: um, 45-39 Clinton. Mm. Um, and in fact, there's been I think three or four polls from North Carolina since the debates that have showed Hillary up by some margin. And I think six is the largest, but have showed her mm. up. If Hillary Clinton wins North Carolina, the election is over. There's no chance for Donald Trump to be the president of the United States. I mean, there are paths for him to do it. He could win all other 49 states and he'd become president. But there's no way that's, I mean, you know, it's not going to happen, most likely. So I was going to say, yeah, if he wins California, he might overcome yeah, that's true. I mean, North I, I Carolina say, problem. There's no way it's happening. It is mathematic. <laughs> and you're the math guy. Right. It is mathematically right. possible, but incredibly <laughs> unlikely, I would say less than 0.1%. So he's huh. got to win, uh, you know, North Carolina. So... If he if he were to win swing states like uh, obviously Florida, he has to win. Right. Ohio. We're assuming he wins those. Yep. 
If he won Pennsylvania, would that negate the North Carolina situation? Uh, if he won Pennsylvania and lost North Carolina, yeah. uh, yes, that would negate it. However, it's it's just not likely. I mean, because the, the, he has a he's more he's he's got more voters in his base in North Carolina. In North Carolina. So Carolina. if he's going to pull off of Pennsylvania, he's also going to win North Carolina. Has he dropped way behind again in Pennsylvania? Because it's I think it was tight. Close. Right? Uh, last latest poll that just came out was, mm-hmm. uh, and this came out today, um, actually on the overnight uh, last night, um, was uh, Hillary Clinton forty seven, Donald Trump thirty eight. So okay. a nine point. Wow. Um, uh, okay, that's bigger than I thought. Though there have been polls that have been closer, but and the that's latest a bigger is spread nine. than North Carolina. Is. Yeah, and it, so it's weird because Trump is obviously we know a different candidate, and he does do. Uh, you know, he does better with uh, non-college educated whites, uh, by the way, a yeah. group I'm proudly a, a member of. Um, me too. He does not do well with me, though, uh, for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he does well with non-college educated whites. Um, and, and he does. That's because some non-college educated whites are stupid, but we're smart. Oh, that's why. See, there is a distinction yeah, in that data. It's is. hard to, to <laughs> kind of pull the, parse that. But are you a stupid non-college <laughs> education white or are you a smart one? And the stupid ones are all identifying with Trump. So it's kind of weird. I don't you're, are you generalizing works. in any way there? I just want to make sure I understand. No, that's okay. all scientific. It's all um, scientific. So, I, look, the state of the race is <laughs> it's in flux. I don't know that much can happen tonight. I will say that Mike Pence can help this, himself. Yeah. If Mike Pence comes out and performs really well, for example, um, smokes Tim Kaine, which mm-hmm. is possible. And I, I don't have much yeah. faith in Kaine. I don't have... I mean... Pence is boring, so I don't think he's the type of guy that's going to s- smoke another candidate, but he might. And if he comes out and really destroys uh, Kane here, he could be setting himself up for a future. Um, mm. If he does really well and Trump still loses, people will probably say, well, look, it wasn't Pence's fault. Uh, so this is a big moment for Pence personally, I think. Yeah. Um, if he can hold it together and do really well tonight, he might wind up being a guy. Because you might say next time, let's say 2020 rolls around, if Trump were to lose this, you might say, look, we don't want to get rid... Like, the voters might say, we could bring in a guy like Ted Cruz. But Ted Cruz is a guy who uh, is, has no relationship to that Trump audience. Okay? Or a Mike Lee or a Ben Sass. Um, so they're going to say, well, we're going to piss off all the Trump people. Or we could bring in a guy like Chris Christie, but that's going to piss off all the conservatives. Maybe Pence can be that middle ground. A guy who obviously has major disagreements with Trump, is respectful, doesn't have the crazy, um, you know, bizarre elements of Donald Trump, uh, agrees much more closely with conservative policies, mm-hmm. um, and still has that relationship with the yeah, old school Trump, Trump people. Train. He was on the Trump yeah. train. He was on the freaking ticket. So th- there's a path here for Pence to take advantage. It, only, it comes down to him doing very well tonight, though. I have the uh, impression that the race is so volatile because nobody's really married to either of the candidates. And so everything that happens, uh, people really respond to. Like if, if the, when, the, when the Republican nomination or, or convention was held, people are like, yeah, that looked really good. OK, maybe I could vote for him. But they're not married to it because they're they don't like him very much, and so when the Democrat convention comes along, they're like, "Oh, okay, well, yeah, I can go along with that," and then they're right back to Hillary, and then they realize, "Hey, I don't like her that much either," and so every little thing that happens swings this thing a lot. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right. I think you know, and I think Trump is the main control of that because 
Hillary Clinton, I think they they have an opinion of, which is she's a normal um, and probably worse than normal politician. typical politician mm-hmm. who's liberal. But like, you know, I don't even think people see her out if you're unless you're like, a, you know, you're a talk radio listener. You see her as a hardcore liberal, obviously. And I agree. She's a hardcore liberal. Which she is. Yeah. But I think the average person sees her more as just an annoying politician. Yeah. Um, yes. I don't think well, they see her that. as I think so too. Uh, I do. Yes, yeah, she is. I, I don't think they see her as an ideological Bernie Sanders. You know, they see her more as like, oh, she's just one of those Democrats. Mm-hmm. I think the American public desperately wants to vote for Donald Trump. They actually mm-hmm. look at him and say, here's a guy. Give us not, something they, to vote they, for. They, and this is why every time he does the opposite of being Donald Trump, like every time he's not the crazy person that Donald Trump is, he closes the gap. He does well. Mm-hmm. He, and every time he's himself... He blows the whole thing up. I think every time he listens to Roger Ailes' advice, yeah. he he goes up in the polls. Mm-hmm. And every time he doesn't, yeah. every time he's he himself, slips right back down. This is the opposite, I think, um, largely, of what happened in the Republican primary, where people were more accepting of him being nuts. Yeah. The, the average American is like, well, I want to vote for someone who's not a politician desperately. I want to vote for someone who I believe in my head is telling me the truth. But I don't want but to. Cook. Every time I see Donald Trump speak, he I realize he's nuts. Mm-hmm. So I can't pull the trigger for him. Mm-hmm. So when Donald Trump comes out in front of a large audience and is himself, he turns a lot of people off. When he comes out in front of yeah. a large audience and is reading off a teleprompter. And is somewhat boring and shows he's in control. For example, goes to Mexico and with a Mexican president and and just doesn't urinate on stage. When he's able to pull those basic tasks of humanity off, he people urinated on stage, though. 60, 70. Okay. Maybe somewhere under 100, but more than 50. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's probably a website out there that's counted them all, but we've pretty much stopped at 50. Right, 50 is enough to me. All right. And and to me, as a person who's followed this for a long time, Donald Trump has done so much that he can't... People are like, oh, how is he going to get your... How can he get your vote? What can he say? Nothing. There is no chance. Mm -hmm. Because I know him well enough over this long period of time to know that he's lying all the time, no matter what he says. Now, I know you've said that from the very beginning, and you continue to say that, but really... But what is it? Really? What is it? What's going to get, me on, what's so gonna get me on the Trump train? Nothing. Why, but, okay, but why do you hate him so much? Point, and like, what would it really take to like, get you on board? Well, I have, you to have get a, you off the Hillary train. You're, you're on the Hillary Express 2016 for some reason. I'm not. Even though Sean's tried to get you off of it. He he's has, tried he's to tried stop so that hard. train on he's its tracks. Tried. It's so important. And tried to get you off of the train, but you won't. Amazingly. You won't because you love her so much. It is vital to him that people like Glenn get on the Trump train. Not at all vital to me that he gets off the Trump train. I don't care at all I don't what he, how he votes. I, 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 much less of my life focuses around what Sean Hannity thinks than the other way around for some reason. <laughs> what if he gives you a bizarre shop, though? Will you care then? Uh, maybe I would care maybe then. Maybe you'll care then uh, yeah, maybe. when he holds you responsible. Right. You own it. I guess I do. You I, own I'm it. really concerned friend, about what he thinks about, that about part. whether we own things. Or yeah. Not. But but beyond, beyond the yeah. uh, the you know the m- moronic media conversation that goes on around these issues, if you had a relative or your brother, uh, uh, you know, comes over your house and he, and he and he's like, oh, let me watch the kids, and you're like, I don't know, you've had that big drug problem, that whole heroin thing's been an issue, and then you're like, all right, well. Well, I'll leave you with the kids for five minutes. I'm just going to run to the corner store. And you come back, and he's shooting up heroin in the middle of your living room, right? Mm-hmm. Now, at some point in 30 years from that moment, mm-hmm. there could be a moment where you trust him again. 
But there's also a window of time in which you're never going to trust him. No matter how many times he says, I will never do heroin again. I am not going to not do in front of your kids heroin. anyway. I'm not going to do heroin at all. <laughs> never going to do heroin. And then you come back and you're like, well, I'm gonna, all right, I'll give you, I'll believe you again. I'm going to believe you one more time. And then you leave the house for 10 minutes and you come back and again, he's, he's shooting up heroin. At some point, he's done heroin enough that you're not going to trust him. Jeffy. At some point, I, the heroin agree. Some opens point, up people, a window of time. Yeah, people get pissed. Uh, of, uh, every time he does <laughs> heroin again, pissed. right? Yeah, they don't like it. No, they don't like the heroin. Every time <laughs> Jeffy comes over and does heroin, I should have used Jeffy as an example. <laughs> yes. Every time Jeffy comes over and does heroin over my house, the window extends of the time that I don't <laughs> that trust him no matter what he says. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to let him babysit. And it gets longer and longer and longer. Mm. Donald Trump's window is... Absolutely well beyond the November 8th timeline. Yeah, but yeah. Jeffy has offered to share some of his smack with your kids. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't want that, so, any of it. No? I don't, no. I don't want that to happen. Now, if, right, if, if you Jeffy share? comes over and, and, and somehow I am forced to allow him to babysit my children uh -huh. by law, at gunpoint, uh -huh. uh, he has to babysit my children. And he babysits them for four years and does a really great job and never has a heroin problem, maybe in that four years is over. Over, I might say, okay, it's time. It's okay for you to to uh, to now Start babysit. It. Right, yeah. I might trust you again. Uh -huh. But yeah. the point is, he's done way too much for me to even consider trusting him for this election. Yeah. It's not a borderline call. It's not like, oh gosh, is it? Is it? Uh, is it? Uh, I don't know. Who would be the better president? Would it be Evan McMullen or Donald Trump? There's not a close line there. Not at if all. If I could pick the president and put him in office between those two, it's not even remotely close. There wouldn't be a second of consideration. I would put Evan McMullen in there in a second before I put Donald Trump in there. And mm -hmm. that goes for not just him, but all their other people people in the race. It's that bad. It's not Hillary Clinton. I don't want Hillary Clinton to be president either. Um, but at some point, doesn't someone piss in your face enough that you say, hey, I'm not going to bend down anymore in front of you. <laughs> at some point, does this occur from a lot of people? Seemingly over 40 percent of the population. It just doesn't happen. No. People. There's a lot of people who like to take it in the face, apparently. And I'm not I'm not one of them. Jeffy. I mean, like it is a strong <laughs> word. Um, yeah, and this is interesting because this is such a weird election. And all of those things that you just said are true. And then there's so many more. There are so many more weird things that are going on in this. You've got the libertarian who's nothing like a libertarian. No. Gary Johnson is not a libertarian. <sighs> He's more what? like, I, I don't know, a socialist than a libertarian. A He's a big government guy. And he's a buffoon along the lines of Trump. And, you know, people are gravitating to him because it's so bad with the two mainstream candidates. And then you've got an actual libertarian, the, the probably the biggest star in the history of the Libertarian Party, Ron Paul, who comes out and makes a statement like this, that he he's disappointed in Gary Johnson, which I fully can understand obviously because the guy's got no libertarianism in him that i can find except he for the drug disappointment except for the drugs yeah this is a weird the, one the yeah. drugs yeah. and and then he, so ron paul during an interview uh said suggested he might consider voting for green party presidential candidate mm -hmm. Jill Stein. Now, I, Ron Paul yeah. is going to vote for Jill Stein? I don't think he actually meant that uh, in, the, in the text of it. It's weird because 
He was saying, he says, if you're a progressive, you should vote for Jill Stein because she's good on foreign policy, which, again, is bizarre. And it's funny because he seemed to claim the problem with with Johnson was not that he's not libertarian on anything, is that he's not libertarian enough on foreign policy, which is like, wow, wait a minute. Wow. Like he's not he's apparently too pro war. Uh, He's fine on the economic stuff. Which, again, I don't see how you see that uh, at all. That's the last thing he seems... So I, I don't know. That's weird. a bizarre, bizarre election. We are you, completely you put it right. upside down. Yeah. It, it, it just, it's absolutely weird from start to finish. The weirdest election probably of all, certainly in my lifetime. We're going to talk about weird elections, crazy elections that m- maybe you're not up on. But it, this isn't the first time. This just might be the most egregious example but there's been a lot of them through history, and we're going to do a, a, a serial on that in the coming weeks on radio. 888-727-BECK. Now, the fact is, your phone carrier, I, I don't know if you know this, but phone carriers, all of them, no matter who it is, they're all spending your money that you pay for uh, on your bill and turning around and spending tens of millions of dollars to remove conservatives from office and to get Planned Parenthood uh, funded and to get Hillary Clinton elected. Uh, and there's nothing you can do about it while you're with that carrier. No, yeah. you need to switch. You need Patriot Mobile. Uh, Patriot Mobile actually does something about this problem, but they do something even more important uh, on the base level is that because you don't want a phone that, because, I mean, Jeffy has a phone company, too, and Jeffy's phone company, it's two strings, or it's a string and two cups, mm-hmm. and he tries to get you to, and he's like, oh, I'll, I'll donate to whatever, just give me your money, I'll donate it, I promise, to, to whoever, whatever cause you'd like. Don't believe Jeffy. Um, and don't, you don't have to deal with two cups and a string. You have to deal well, he's got low speed half a G. He does have low, low speed, low speed half of G. low speed half a G. Yeah, uh, it's not a good, it's not a good service. <laughs> Patriot Mobile, however, has nationwide talk and text, the same you'd expect from anybody else. High speed, 4G LTE data, competitive prices, but they're going to donate the money uh, that you send them. And five, I think it's up to five percent mm-hmm. of your monthly bill mm-hmm. to a conservative organization of your choice that you get. To, I mean, that's the best part. You get to choose it. So yeah, you know, you know even if there's a, you know, if there's a. And if Jeffy opens a charity and says it's conservative, you don't have to give the money to him. <laughs> so you get the same quality service. You get yes, the, you the best phones, yes, like do. the iPhone 7. You get the Samsung Galaxy 7. You get the mobile phone company that supports the conservative values that you believe in. Yeah, so, but there's no way to do it, unfortunately. Yeah, you, you there is a way, Stu. It's, it's amazing. You just go to patriotmobile.com slash blaze. Patriotmobile.com. Dot com slash I'm out of data, though, on my plan. Oh, okay, uh, so well, I then can. you can call 877-367-7524. Just pick up the phone. 877-367-7524. If you have a mobile phone right now, it'll mm. even take care of dialing the one for you. Wow. Okay, so call them today. Do it. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099.
No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. So uh, WikiLeaks, uh, big uh, release overnight. Uh, they have ruined. I mean, Hillary Clinton has lost. We should have concluded that in our polling information. It's over. <laughs> uh, Hillary Clinton uh, will get 4% yeah. of the vote because of this big release from uh, if that, If that. Uh, it's funny, all the Trump people who, you know, uh, you know the, the, the conspiracy types, the Alex Joneses of the world, got very excited because, of course, mm-hmm. they love WikiLeaks and they love the fact that the Russians are hacking our, our uh, emails to release things about people they don't like because they don't... No, no, no. We, we prefer the Russians not hack into yeah. American, including Hillary Clinton. I know that's yeah, not the way I want my I, my, no. my uh, elections decided by the Russian government. That's not that's not how I want. I want. I would like us to just be able to vote, uh, you know, based on the information that we can gather and look at these people honestly. Yes, uh, do we get additional information from some of these releases? I suppose I will say none of it to me has been of any value. I even go to the point of saying. The, the the criticism from Sanders people about Clinton is kind of BS. I mean, the fact that the fact that um, the Democratic National Committee was favoring Hillary Clinton was not a secret. I mean, right. they, of course, they always deny it. But if, what do they do? The did Wasserman people, Schultz even deny it? No, I mean, I mean she kind of didn't. Not really. And, and, you know, Wasserman Schultz, by the way, Sanders was opposing Wasserman Schultz. At the same time, yeah, uh, and and going after her primary with her primary opponent, um, it's not a surprise to me. I mean, certain resources can be directed, but the bottom line is we all vote. This idea that you know everyone likes to come up with their arguments as to who else is responsible for these things that occur. The voters are responsible. Sean Hannity is not responsible for uh, for promoting Donald Trump like he has. I don't care if he has. It's your fault if you voted for him. It's your <laughs> yeah. fault. It's our fault. It's not the media's fault. It's not uh, anybody else's fault. It's you know. I was thinking about this. You want to put another person? They, they keep saying, "Oh, talk radio is responsible for Trump." Talk radio. Well, they they you know a lot of the people who are anti-Trump but don't like talk radio either are blaming talk radio for bringing Trump on, and, and then of course name people like Hannity, who has been very much a supporter of Trump. But I mean, Hannity is not responsible for Donald Trump. The voters are. You want to look at another face of this. You know, maybe the media calling Donald Trump the worst person on earth would have more impact if they weren't also calling Mitt Romney the worst person on earth mm-hmm. and John McCain before that and G- Giuliani when he was leading and George Bush before that. They, they also, uh, you, could, you could throw um, a flag at, at the way they've handled these elections over the years and the fact that they didn't do much to vet Donald Trump during the primary season is another part of this. You can, we can all sit here and blame whoever we want. The bottom line is, there is a scorecard that is kept on by individual people making decisions about who they want to vote for. And those people are the people that are responsible for this. It's, that's it, period. And so mm-hmm. I, uh, trying to find other people to blame is sort of a ridiculous game that people do to push blame away from themselves. Um, you know, I, look, we are responsible for our own choices. And, you know, that's why I like this country. We're individuals. We, we're not, we don't vote as groups. We're supposed to vote as people who are making individual decisions based on the information that they have. Why do you want Hillary? Why are you going to vote for Hillary? 
It's a really good question. He's been promoting her the whole time. He's loved her. I don't like her at all. Ever since she came on the scene. The whole time. It's all he does. The whole time, man. All we hear is Hillary, how great she is. I'm going to be so happy to be watching the Toronto Blue Jays lock up ALDS appearance tonight rather than the vice presidential three other Canadians. Right? We'll all love that together. Yes. If they win, we will. Hey, first of all, as sadly as it is, I don't want to stick up for Stu, but I will for just a second. He's right. not only just another Canadian. Thank you. I mean, he is. Uh, so Canadian he's sports, a sports Canadian celebrity. sports celebrity. Is it? Yeah. You act as if you, this is some weird question you have. Um, let's uh, go back to the WikiLeaks, though, thing and show uh, the real people uh, who are passionate about this. All right. Uh, Alex Jones. Um, and I would... Yeah. I haven't well, seen he, this yet, but he stayed up all night, right? Yeah, they, they decided because they were so yeah. fooled by <laughs> Julian Assange that they stayed up all night to cover it, and then nothing came out. Because they, we thought it was going to be 3 in the afternoon. No, it, the release was at 3 in the morning. So they do this special overnight show to bring it to you live. Yeah, and <laughs> so. here it is. Look at our high-quality broadcast. If you can make out a single word of it, you are a genius. But nonetheless, nonetheless. Uh, the WikiLeaks is going to publish before the end of the year uh, is of a significant... Before the end of the year? Uh, He's made a deal! Before the election, jackass! 34 days! 34! Jelly donut. And why don't we have jelly donuts? Because you are a disgusting liberal fop. What? Devastating. Devastating. Operation Vibe. Launched by Julian Assange. But you know, it is karma. We troll a lot. We've been trolled. That is the WikiLeaks files. Um, oh, now he's going to hawk some products. InfoWarsLife.com, InfoWarsStore.com. You can buy our non-GMO heirloom seeds, widest selection. And I guarantee you, you like some gross selection, fruit trees, you name it. Probiotics, probiotics, and varieties. Biodefense. 50 billion live and active cultures. 20 billion probiotics. He could have released more documents, then plugged his book. But he didn't do it. Oh, my God. It's like Home Shopping Network. That is embarrassing, man. God, he is terrible. Oh my gosh! I mean, these people. It's funny. There's such a there's just a weird crew of people who are yeah. in the Trump camp, and like yeah. I, I think again, like the vast majority of people who are in this audience, and many people are who are going to be voting for Trump, and certainly in the radio audience as well. You know, they're like, oh, geez, Hillary sucks, and and Trump is a disaster too. But I don't know what else. To but do. he's better than Hillary. But there is a weird cabal of just bizarre they freaking just like just bonkers, yeah. uh, nut jobs uh, in the like Alex Jones world. And there's other people that I've never heard of until this election. Like they just, they're all just like suddenly prominent media personalities because of the fact they like can't find prominent media personalities Milo that actually like Trump. guy. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. It, these people what? become celebrities because the the old the old group of people who used to come out and in, you know intelligently dissect uh, conservative policies none of them want to go on TV and say anything positive about Trump so they mm-hmm. have to find somebody to come on TV to be positive about Trump so they just s- select from this group of just misfits they just say it's like you know it's such a bizarre uh, it's such a bizarre thing to do because they have nobody to go to I mean all the candidates are misfits so the People that support him might as well be. Yeah, too. I suppose you're right, Chuck. Yeah. 
It's true. Are you gonna run yet? Any uh, any any uh, news on your run? I got a lot of people after me all the time, talking to me, calling me all the time, want me to run after me. And, I mean, I'll, I'm still considering it, but you, you have filing deadlines here, though. <laughs> you need to. Well, What's the Gilmore? What's the Gilmore stance? Is he? Would he support your run? You think? Uh, he might, but uh, it'd be tough to get him to come around now because he's already, you know, back Trump. But. He's on the Trump. There's a rumor that uh, Gilmore would get a uh, a prime um, spot in the uh, in the cabinet. Is there? Well, not the cabinet, but I yeah. mean, he'd be like a Bermuda ambassador. So he'd get a he'd get a gig out of this. <laughs> That's still a good well, gig. Well, probably Ambas- not. Listen, being an probably ambassador not Bermuda, is a but good like gig. Reykjavik, maybe Iceland. Right. You might That's get still that a good gig. gig. That's no, a good gig. Any, any ambassadorship anywhere gig. is a good gig. Man. It is. It, it is. is. I, uh, I agree. And what yeah. about to Grenada? You know that you've done that? Well, thankfully, yeah. Uh, since you restored, you know, democracy since we took it over or, there, there is an ambassadorship whatever. there. Uh, yeah. You're welcome. Okay. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, more I, patents, I appreciate too. you bringing up Coming the up time. in a minute. Uh, I thought you didn't appreciate it because you didn't like the... Yeah, you say you don't you like to talk about it. Well, I always do. It seems that you appreciate For something you don't like to talk about, you talk about it a lot. Did you brought uh, it up. Right up, right up. And I'm just saying the out of the spice. Yeah. Save. Mm-hmm. Because of the Western Hemisphere, same way. Triple eight, seven, two, seven, back. Um, some wondering in the media whether the New York Times might be in trouble for publishing Trump's tax returns. Um, you explained this kind of yesterday. If they got him from Marla Maples, the answer to that would be no. Right? I mean, you know, if she she would be fine to give them give her tax returns to them. And if they mm-hmm. filed as a couple jointly, they, they they just happen to be his as well. Right. Um, and that's the thing. This is speculation. The, the people at the New York Times actually came out in advance of this and said, we would be willing to go to jail for these returns. Wow. Um, so it's not necessarily for mm. sure. However, the speculation is that was just like a way to <clears throat> it may have been a way to kind of throw people off the scent um, because in reality, they got them from Marla Maples. Uh, who knows? I mean, I don't think this is going to sink his campaign. Really, the only I thing don't either. It's I, more of how he's handling it. I mean, when he, he handles things idiot. poorly, he seems to be back on track, though. Now, I mean, yesterday I was listening to one of his speeches and he was making Look, they're not good points. He's he's in a, an impossible position to make a good point because he, the facts have backed him into a, an impossible position. But he's making the best points that are possible from where he is. He's like, I'm a, I'm brilliant. I'm I'm really smart at taxes. It's like, well, first of all, he doesn't do his taxes. Right. That's the first thing. There, there was a report about Ivana and him um, going in um, and getting their taxes done. And the I can't remember. It was the person who prepared the taxes, I believe, who said, actually, the person who asked more questions about the taxes was Ivana. I not believe Donald. It. Like he didn't even care. He just signed it. Like, this is not this is Donald hires people, obviously. And this is not a knock on Donald Trump, but he doesn't know anything about the tax system that, you know, that uh, that his accountants don't know. It's just his accountants doing them and, and coming up with good deductions. It's the same way. I am sure I, I have no idea what I deduct. I have no idea. I literally just tell them, you know, I send them the forms. They ask me questions me and I answer them. I have and it's no not idea that how we're billionaires it. or something or, no. or multimillionaires. It's just that we do business in so many states during the course of the year that, I, I don't have any idea how many to file in, what I have to do to right. file in all of them. It would take me 
months to get through my taxes because we have to file in something like 10 or 12 states every year. Right. And, and, and so we have people that do that because you almost have to when, when you work in as many places as we do. And, and the tax law in every different state, I, I don't know what the hell that is. But Trump is a billionaire with multiple businesses that he talks about all the time. The greatest businesses in the world. And so, obviously, he's got accountants who handle all of this. He didn't do anything brilliant. No. They may have. I don't know. Look, if you have a a $916 million loss, you take it. And you spread it out over multiple years. That is not a brilliant tax strategy. Also, it has nothing to do. He keeps saying, like, look, I had a fiduciary duty. uh, Oh, really? Because it's an easier personal uh, returns. You might have that duty to your company. But not to your personal returns. You don't have a yeah. fiduciary duty to pay as minimal tax as possible to your, your on your personal returns. It's just something everyone wants to do. And I, I don't have a problem with him paying too little. The issue is we actually don't know. Everyone's like, well, he didn't pay taxes for 18 years. We don't know that. He may have, ca- he may have claimed a loss every year. Mm-hmm. And maybe he's he never paid taxes his entire life. We have no idea. We have no idea if he's hiding the debt. We have no idea if because there's other parts of this. If and this is very common, like let's say uh, Jeffy owes his creditors uh, $10,000 and the creditors come to him and say, you know what, Jeffy, we know you're a complete douche and you're never going to pay. So we're going to we're going to forgive half of that debt. You only have to pay me $5,000. OK, mm-hmm. now, Jeffy might say, uh, hey, well, thank you very much. Except that's more than he makes in a lifetime. Right. And these are ridiculous numbers. I'm not intending to pay the five either, but go ahead. Okay. And the point is <laughs> that $5,000 that I've forgiven you on the debt, mm-hmm. it has to be counted on your tax forms as income. Mm-hmm. So you have, to, you have to claim that and pay taxes on that $5,000. Now, that's not a big deal in the scenario we're talking about with a few thousand dollars. It is a big deal when you claim a $916 million loss. So if if there was someone who came in and said, look, we have we're holding $916 million of this uh, uh, of these losses and we're going to forgive them, he would have to pay roughly four or five hundred million dollars in taxes. Did he do that? I mean, it's not just I would a say no. My guess is no is probably the answer to that. And there's there are vehicles that they do when they move money overseas and all these other things uh, that he may have tried to do. We don't know because he won't release them. He should release them. If if it was just this, if it was just because every, everybody's already saying right, it, and exactly. he's, and he's essentially admitting it. Admitting he's admitting it. I mean, it's a positive. Yeah. And here's the thing. If it was just Donald Trump taking a one-time loss in 1995 so he didn't pay taxes for 18 years, he would have released his tax returns a long time ago. It is not that. Can we get a lot can, more in there? Can we defend him for a minute, though, on this thing? No, because yes. Yes, I am. I Hillary is, is out there saying that he's the poster boy for, uh, you know, um, wealth inequality and no, beating the tax system and all that bull crap. I'm so sick and tired of it. I mean... I would love to go over the Clinton Foundation taxes and the Clinton personal taxes and find out if they took every deduction possible. Well, she has, you know they did. She has that, released that her tax returns. But right. you know she to, took right? every. Because but I haven't seen them. The Clinton but, Foundation is another story. I, I mean, it's, and, it, and while there is disclosure for public charities, unlike Trump, who wasn't doing the disclosures he was supposed to, and yeah. has now been shut down basically as a charity, um, of course, uh, because he didn't file the forms and or register the right way. Um, you know, I think there's a there's an argument to be made um, that 
she is not the right voice for income inequality. I think that's no, quite she clear. is not. She is I will say absolutely this. not. However, and, and I know you're you're defending, but let me let me get one more mm-hmm. uh, one more criticism in here real quick, and then you can go back to defending. We'll All finish right. it on defending. I promise. Donald Trump's argument is so pathetic. He's saying, yes. "Well, look, uh, I'm the guy who knows the tax system best, so therefore I'm the guy to fix it." Well, is this is what yet yet his new tax plan that he's already unveiled doesn't address the issue he dealt with at all. It keeps it in there. And you know why it keeps it in there, I I would argue, is that it's actually a good law. It's actually the right Mm -hmm. law. If those his his losses are legitimate, which is highly questionable because he won't release details and he didn't manipulate the system on the other side of it, which is incredibly questionable because he won't release the details. But if he did what we know right now, it's actually a smart law. If the guy lost nine hundred and sixteen million dollars, he should be able to space that out over multiple years of gaining that money back. He shouldn't be paying taxes when overall he's in the negative. Yeah, that's not the way income's supposed to work. So right. I actually defend the rule, and I think it's fine. It uh, wasn't he also saying that? Well, I did pay taxes. I paid uh, sales tax. Yeah, that was another. No, argument. shut. Come, come on. on, excise it's... taxes and sales taxes. I paid <laughs> excise and sales tax. Did you pay property tax too? Yeah, I bet actually, you paid that as well. I believe well. he said property tax as well. Uh, okay, yeah. It's unbelievable. And the uh, and then I just want Mark Cuban to shut up. Uh, Cuba, what is Cuban doing? This is a really weird. Every little thing, he jumps in and starts uh, yapping because it's this little battle of billionaires, I think, and there's some pride involved because he's not running, but Trump is, and Trump's doing well, and he's right. he's kind of been pushed to the side of the publicity monster right now. Um, so yesterday, he actually said, after military service, the most patriotic thing a wealthy person can do is pay taxes. That is such bull crap. I heard that interview. Because that keeps the roads paved, the military paid, and kids going to school. And Trump honestly doesn't understand the concept. Taxes have nothing to do with patriotism. Our founding fathers fought a war over taxes. Uh, Religious freedom and taxation was the reason they left the mother country. And and not to mention, then they created a constitution that prohibited Income tax. tax. Right. Specifically, you had to pass an amendment to get it yeah. started. Right. Um, that's how much they hated it. So were they all, was George Washington unpatriotic? I mean, come on. I don't think so. Uh, you know, I mean, this might be the way we currently fund all of these things. But we've also provided a system where if somebody takes a massive hit, right. they they can have some time to recover from that. And by the way, in that same interview, he, uh, Cuban as well, said he's taken the same type of yeah. loss before. Yeah. Not the same, to the same extent. He's like, he's like, I don't have a problem with, uh, what is it called, Oper- operation law? Uh, I'm losing the stupid Whatever term. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. That's that term, net operating loss. He's like, I've taken yeah. net operating losses, of course. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But Trump is bad. It's like, all right. You know, uh, yeah, right. he started bad-mouthing. I heard that clip where he was questioning Unbelievable. the... Uh, the date on the tax return, too, where it said it looks like it was April 15th. Nobody files their taxes April 15th that does business like with like that. Okay. Uh, Cuban needs that. to shut up. More patents, Stu, coming up in a second. Wow. Did Stu convince you to come over to the Hillary side? Yeah. Why do you love Hillary so I'm, I'm now fully Hillary. Hillary. Yeah, it's official. I, I love her. She's <laughs> great, man. And hot. How about those oh, tangles? Man. Oof, man. Look at this. This is pretty amazing.
even caught us unaware. We had no idea it was uh, time to come back already. Huh. Wow. Yeah, we did. Uh, we did? We knew that. We okay. Did. Mm-hmm. All right. I was just kind of, you know, trying to create some sort of Now we knew because they, they, they had the, the people on the floor crew would say, hey, guys, you're coming back in 30 seconds. Just, I mean, and then, uh, and, and, and then the music like comes, which indicates again. sort of thing like we were surprised <laughs> and didn't really know. Just, uh, okay, mister, I want Hillary for president of the United States. <laughs> right? Okay. Right? Uh, do we have this uh, video of the uh, Trump shirt? I think this is a good place to go here. Um, let's look at this. This is a, a new realistic Donald Trump shirt. Uh, that I think everyone's okay. going to want to buy uh, as soon as they uh, as Is soon it as they see Trump this. Industries or something. <laughs> that is great. Uh, discover your personal Trump style. So it's got actual hair coming out of the shirt. It's cute. It's a little adorable. more realistic than Trump's real hair. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's good. That is actually what it looks like if you can ever get it to blow in the wind. I mean, he plasters that stuff down with a rubber cement or something. I mean, it is... It is idea, something. Though. 3D is Trump a great idea. The Trump 3D shirt. Um, uh, that's cool. Did you see the Alec Baldwin uh, Trump thing? From Saturday Night Live? Uh, I didn't. I, I mean, I saw like a just quick fragment of it. It's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he. It, uh, you he's know, pretty good. You didn't think you wouldn't Alex think like is, a guy like Alec Baldwin would come in and do impressions well. No, like I mean, and, uh-huh. and he was. He's always been good on Saturday Night Live. Yes. It's been probably his the best thing he's done in his career in quite a long time. Was just his guest appearances on Saturday Night Live. Um, but because he, he's acting. Yeah, but that's it's, what he does. Right. But I mean, like, I'm just saying, like, he hasn't had a big movie. He's been doing these Saturday Night Live things. I mean, he's probably had some big movies. Yes, he's done TV mostly, right? Because he was doing yeah, he uh, had a thir- uh, that 30 Rock uh, yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and he's certainly done. I mean, he's had some some movies he's done. Um, he, he hasn't been, like, you know, he hasn't retired. But I mean, I'm just saying, like, I was surprised to see his his impression be as good as it was. It was better than the comedian they had doing it. Pretty good, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's uh, it's that it, it was a pretty funny bit. And they took on Hillary too. I mean, they mocked Hillary pretty hard mm-hmm. uh, as well. Um, people are saying not quite as hard, but it's. I will say, I mean, you know, Trump is obviously a unique character in our society. I mean, there's there's a lot to mock about Trump. They'd mm-hmm. mock, like, hey, if Hillary Clinton was um, a real estate. Uh, mogul, they would. She would not be on Saturday Night Live because she's not interesting, right? Like they, right. she would not be a celebrity. She would just be someone who. in the fact that she's in politics makes her thrusts her onto one of these shows. But like mm-hmm. Trump, whether he was on The Apprentice or a real estate guy or a presidential candidate, would still be being mocked on on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Like, he's just that guy. Yeah, because he's. People are interested in. Yeah, him. and he's, when he was a hardcore liberal, he was being mocked on Saturday Night Live. Yes, um, and when I say when, it's an interesting use of that word. Like when, like it was in the past. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's not. It wasn't a correct use of it. I'll no. say that. No. It wasn't the correct use of that word. Because you should have said as. He he is a hardcore liberal. He's a hardcore liberal. Uh, as uh, he's a liberal, he's being mocked on Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. right now, and so uh, much more is coming up. You can't avoid it. Go for the Go for the Tonight's the night. Yeah, a lot of people into it, Canadian <laughs> baseball team. A lot of, lot of them there. America's team, America's team.
Yeah. Welcome back. Um, I've been noticing um, some interesting developments. Have you? Uh, over the past uh, few months. Yeah. Um, something to do with, with some racists online. Have you noticed this? Racists online? Yeah, there's a few of them. Yeah. Uh, wait, my little... Sorry. Uh, yeah, I've been noticing this. Uh, the alt-right we've been talking about quite a bit. And uh, <laughs> I, you know, look, I... There's always been racists online as, as long as there's been online. You know, you know yeah. I believe the first, the first word ever typed on the Internet was the N-word. I'm pretty sure. That's not that for That's a fact. That's probably it, true. It had to be true, right? Um, so we know this has been on, going on for a while. I, I've been really ashamed to see people who at least claim to be on the right side of the aisle engaging in that nonsense. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and it's been happening uh, a lot. But it, it kind of gives you that moment because a lot of people were... Um, you know, whenever we say something that we, negative about Trump, we'll get uh, tweets from people who uh, think that we're not doing enough for the white race. And I always find that to be an interesting place to go. Are we not doing... Is that something we should do yeah, I, for? It's my goal when I wake up in the morning. What can I do for the white race right. today? Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Do you think that same thing? It's funny. First thing I think of in the morning. Because... What can I do for the white race You today? mock. Uh, however, that is exactly the tweet that I got that started this monologue from Wonderful World of Sue this past week. Really? It was almost exactly word for word. <laughs> what have you done for the white race? Um, so, uh, so I decided to take that because I think a lot of people, and I think conservatives even, will say, well, um, you know, uh, we want to make sure we preserve our culture. And there are a lot of things about our culture that I want to preserve. But is it white culture or is it something else? Uh, and that's kind of what we got to, to, to went into. And I wanted to get your take on this as well, Pat. This is from Wonderful World of Sue this past week. Other networks have already used the name racism in America. That's why we took it to a whole new level. Amazingly, racism has become a larger issue since we elected the first post-racial president. And now the dumpster fire that is 2016 has blown it up even further. Not sure if you heard, but the election didn't exactly provide candidates I was in love with. I can't stand either side. That makes me pretty much hated by everybody. The left has never really been friendly, but the new fancy thing on the Internet is the alt-right. <laughs> Who fill my Twitter feed with things like this. What will you do for your race today, white man? Mmm, what have I done for the white race today? Let me think. Uh, nothing. Absolutely freaking nothing. Let me be clear here for a second. I don't care about the white race. At all. I don't care about the white culture either. I'm not on team white. I take nothing of value from the color of my skin. Nothing. Why would you? Think about this for a second. First of all, I judge people on the content of their character. I'm sure that's a bit too Martin Luther Kingy for you ethno-nationalists out there. So let me explain a little further. Our biggest enemy over the past 50 years was a country, the Soviet Union, that was filled with almost nothing but white people. Was I supposed to care about Soviet culture? Hmm. Go back a few decades before that. We got into a little skirmish with Germany. I don't know if you remember that. Was I supposed to care about Nazi culture because they were all white? I bet I know how you just answered that. What's important to me is not white culture, but American culture. 
The reason why America consistently kicks everyone's ass is because we are basically a giant global all-star team. Back in the day, the best people from around the world, the ones with the balls to hop into boats and potentially sail off the end of the planet, came here from around the world. Then they declared independence and beat up on the strongest military in the world. It's no surprise that the descendants of those people aren't exactly intimidated by starting their own business or investing their life savings in a new invention or pursuing their completely insane dream. We've spent a couple of centuries taking the best parts of different cultures from around the world and melting them into our country. The number one national condiment in America today is freaking salsa. Salsa is now American culture because salsa is awesome. Get over it. I said before, and I'll say it again. If Mexico threatens to cut off access to queso, I'm folding. Open the borders immediately. Next, and maybe most importantly for a conservative, I am not a collectivist. I don't live for or take some important part of my identity from the color of my skin. I don't think of how I can make things better for other white people. I think of how I can make things better for other people, specifically other individuals. I don't think in terms of groups. That's what progressives do. Finally, there's this weird thing being implied by tweets from racists like this. It's based on something that I think was generally true. People observe something like, hey, there's groups out there like Black Lives Matter, but you could never have White Lives Matter. I mean, I, I guess that's probably true, but here's where the split happens. Follow along closely, boys and girls. The alt-right, or aka racists, say, hey, there are groups like Black Lives Matter, but you could never have White Lives Matter. We need to fight hard for our race, or we'll lose our right to have our own special interest groups. Hmm, here's where I go with that. Hey, there are groups like Black Lives Matter, but you could never have White Lives Matter. It's probably true, but I don't want White Lives Matter. The idea of a race-specific group to me is pointless, and I don't want to be part of it. Get the difference? I don't think any one race should have an advantage over any other race. I don't think benefits or cash or jobs or privileges should be distributed on basis of race, any race. This shouldn't be something I have to tell people post-1965. We don't need more communication on race. We need less. We need every single color to stop making every single issue about race. The only conversation we need at this point is for individuals of a given race to call out the morons on their own side. We'll only finally get over this issue when we can all stop obsessing about it. This vaunted national conversation on race is getting us nowhere, and it's old and stale. The least we can do at this point in our history is divide and destroy our country based on something new and exciting. So to review, the alt-right wants to be the Fourth Reich, and I want nothing to do with them. Screw off. I am not a collectivist. Doing things for a race, especially when you do it for one race and not another, is a big heaping pile of collectivism, and I want nothing to do with it. Screw off. And the strength of this country is to see and treat people as individuals. That is what has made us great. If you think that was fun, we'll see you next week for part two of our special series. Yep. I get it. I, all right. Wow. I mean, 
Yeah, I think you vote did. Hillary Clinton. Did, did Hillary is what pay for that thing? Yeah. How much to, for mean, a six-minute ad? What did it cost? Cow. Stu, what did she have to pay I for that? I didn't say anything wow. positive about Hillary Clinton in the entire oh segment. My God, the entire thing. Yep, 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 yes, yep, yep. Beat yep, us yep, over the Hillary. head with your love for Hillary Clinton. Whatever. We don't, don't like her. I said nothing Has about. Has anyone disclosed oh, like geez. you're going you're to put that on your taxes, right? The money she's paid you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's how people will take it. Yeah, uh, it is. Uh, it's it just, is. I, I guess it's so. It's such a weird conversation. Like I, you know. It, you feel like, and I felt like growing up, uh, that the the race, the sort of real racism was a joke. Like, mm-hmm. what person could not like someone because of the color of their skin? It's like, mm-hmm. it sounds so insane, and was insane, even apparently insane to even a child. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so, it's so ridiculous. Correct. How is this still the freaking conversation? I feel the same way as I felt about in 2012 when they were like, you know what? I think they might ban contraception. You're like, wait a minute, what year is it? Is it 1930? When we, no one is talking about contraception. We get redirected to these other topics that are like, you know, we look, we've done a lot to address uh, a really negative racial past. Um, and, you know, our past is not as bad as some other countries, uh, but we've come a really long way. Um, and you look at some of the European countries today, you see how many problems they have with racism. It's a lot worse than it is here in many ways. So, I, you know, I think you look at it, we've come a long way. We should all strive to, to treat each other as individuals. But to, to put yourself to intentionally make these issues that aren't about race into racial issues and, and have everyone, you know, close themselves in their own little group and, and hide away and have their own little safe space away from everyone else. It's insanity. I love the monochromatic uh, school uh, countries, <laughs> countries that are accusing us of racism yeah, oh, and yeah. handling handling our situation with the multicultural uh, nation that we have here. Uh, like we handle it poorly when they've got nothing but one, like a, like the Soviet Union or Russia, like you talked about, ninety eight percent white. Wow. And and they've got people over there calling us racist all the time. Germany, same thing. I mean, this is the home of the Third Reich, and they're calling us racist. And it happens all the time in Europe that are casting stones at us for being racist or not treating people equally and all of that nonsense. I mean. They've never dealt with what we have here, which is uh, people of every race and a lot of them. And nobody's ever melded it better than we have. Nobody's ever done this. And the history of the world where they brought together so many different people from so many different places, so many different languages, so many cultures, and it's all worked. I mean, we haven't had a civil war brought on by any of that. Uh, the only, you know, we had the one civil war, but this is a nation that in other places would be constantly oh. at each other's throats. Oh, and having new constitutions oh, written and torn right. up all the time. Right. And, yeah, no, I mean, I mean they're trying. They are. They're, they're trying. They're, 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 they're trying. They keep, they are. One of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite little memes over the weekend was uh, the NCAA plays games in Cuba and China. But they refuse to play in North Carolina because of human rights violations. Uh, Let that sink in. It's a great point. So good. It's a great point. I mean, and, 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 you <laughs> come know, on now. We're seeing this with bands and sports teams, mm-hmm. and I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. And yeah. I, you know, there is a I think a an element of society that is honest and and in trying in trying to uh, accomplish some sort of racial healing through conversation. Um, and you know, 
I could see that there could theoretically be value in that, but it's just the way it's happening now. It's not. There's no value in it. I mean, the way people are talking about this, um, it's doing nothing for us. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe you know, again, we go back and we there there was a racial conversation. It's been going on for a long time. And I'll give you one great sentence from that conversation. We should we should think about people uh, in terms of the content of their character and not color of their skin. Think about what he's saying there. He's not, say, he's not saying, well, we want our group, our group to be awesome and your group to be crappy or our group to be equal to your group. It was people get judged as individuals. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about groups. It wasn't about groups. He, the, the point of that is to say, don't look at people as giant swaths that you can judge uh, as too stupid or too lazy or too uh, crime riddled or whatever. The point is, look at people and say, that person is too lazy. Unfortunately, that per- that person is too lazy. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, yes. that, that is the, the goal yes. here. It's not about making one group equal with another group. It's about making people as individuals equal with each other. And it's too bad because they don't subscribe to that theory now. at yeah. all. The left just does not want anything to do with. Oh, no, they really don't. They don't want anything don't to do like with it at all. You anyway, know, I, we'll quickly next week. Yeah. We're going to go on to the uh, the, the other oh, side of this two. debate. Part two is about. Uh, the claims made by Black Lives Matter. Uh, okay. So we kind of went from the alt-right one week, we're going to get them to hate us, and then we get Black Lives Matter to hate us this I week. I suppose that's six or seven minutes long, too? Well, yeah. I mean, how much money did Hillary pay you? No, but that one's going right. to be much more pro-Trump. Wow. I mean, there's wow. no Hillary or Trump elements really wow. in there, other than no quick it, I mean, what is the whole new season? Hey, we're here for Hillary? Yeah. Is that the title of it? That is the title of it, yes. That is the title of it. We are here for Hillary. <laughs> you know who I like to turn to in these troubled times? Who? Alex Jones. Oh, really? Alex Jones. <laughs> Guy's so no, good. Can't go back to Alex so Jones. So good. We have to. No. Trolled by Julian Assange. All if right, you missed it, here's a look at what happened. Presidential candidate Hillary Clinton has just announced she will be dropping out of the presidential race, making Donald correct. Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, perhaps the next president of Guys, the United States. Yeah, about five minutes ago, they announced. Yeah. Who was that? Well, I don't even know what that was, but it wasn't. Um, it was not Alex Jones. No, uh, it was not screaming at <laughs> being trolled to be by Alex Jones. Let's take a break. We'll come back on the other side with. The, we'll give you Alex Jones one more time for the fun. Okay. Maybe we could pull up, uh, you know, the gay frogs montage or something. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah. One of the classics. To show you, I mean, the guy is bringing up things that most people don't, like the gay frogs and like the the, the, the suicidal shrimp. People. Suicidal and the shrimp. fish people. I mean, most people don't talk about that right. stuff. They won't talk about it. He does. Our friends at My Patriot Supply talk about some things that are really actually valuable. I mean, they're um, not as important as suicidal shrimp. Well, I'm not going to put mean, that on them. Maybe they could put some shrimp in the food storage, though, mm. and that would be really delicious. I'm not sure how freeze-dried shrimp would go over, but um, mm. it's a four-week emergency food supply for $99. This food lasts 25 years even uh, a whole year after you open it. So it's not going to go bad. Yeah, we're talking about foods. I mean, you know, mashed potatoes, country mac and cheese, uh, mm. delicious breakfast cereal, oatmeals and stuff. Uh, really, stuff that... Pudding. Pu- oh, pudding. Pudding. Where's the pudding, Jeff? Mm. That's an excellent question. I mean, we just said pudding. We talked about the Constitution yesterday. We just yeah. said pudding. Pudding. Where's so you should the have pudding. We don't have any. 
We don't have any. We, we got to work on this. Yeah. Uh, limit of two per caller for these uh, food supplies. Now, again, you got to call them. It's eight 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 four one one five two nine zero eight 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 four one one five two nine zero. What if I don't have a phone? Am I just out of luck? I can't order anything from them. You're going to be amazed to hear that they have they have decided to go into the e-commerce business. Oh my God! What? Uh, yeah. And Are they one of those i businesses? They're an i business. Wow. Um, and wow. you can. You can't email them your order, but you can go to preparewiththeblaze.com. You Holy go to preparewiththeblaze.com, you order the four-week food supply for $99, and everything in your life will be magically healed. So when I get online, it goes... Then it connects after me that. directly to after that. Then I get on America Online, yep. which is the, the... gateway. That's the gateway. That's right. like the... On ramp to the worldwide web. web, the international superhighway. So the the on, America Online thing—that's where I. That's like the local access, right? And then, will I find it on that, or do I have to go to the worldwide web? Do you have to push www period? Yes, you do. Do it. Do it to shut up. Back in a second. sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore come on why what do you need to do i mean why, why? Kid matthew I, just, I would like to you know we have a lot no. of listeners mm-hmm. up and down the east coast you're not going to do a freaking weather <clears> update <throat> yeah for more i mean we've got a lot of our undocumented meteorologists uh i mean hurricane matthew still category four <laughs> coming up a lot uh, you came on the air yesterday and you said that it was going to. It, most of the models showed it pushing most off with no damage. Did it did? Um, and that everything was going to be fine and don't worry about it. That's correct. I turned on the TV this morning. It's a Category Four up Which the I entire east coast of the United States of America. It looks like it might be the worst storm of all time. No landfall, though. That's the whole point. That's what I. No, it's right on the coast. It's, it's going to it, run up the coast. And if it's it a goes Category east, Two and Three. First of all, if it stays east of the center of the cone of death, you'll be okay. You get a little mm. beachy road. So there's a 50% fine. chance it doesn't wipe out the eastern seaboard. Most, awesome. models, most awesome. models have it running up the east that coast is... now, which changed. Oh, it Yesterday, changed. it, it was farther east. You're unbelievable. And it moved farther west. You're not even a, a good yesterday. fake weatherman. You're not even a good one. You're actually at oh, the bottom all, end of fake weatherman. The weatherman doesn't have you off the side when he's doing the weather report. That's a lie! <laughs> That's not what you said yesterday. That's true. That would be weird. I would be weird. <laughs> oh no! I would t- not Bill's weather again. <laughs> Go ahead, Bill. I will say I would totally watch that weather. I would too. I would like that. That would be awesome. This is, be Bill. this is infuriating. I hate it when he tells us the weather's just like this. I've never seen anything like what you're doing to the American people. What you have done to the American people with number one, your milk thing, and then this. <laughs> oh, the milk thing is far worse than this. Though. What? Far worse. Yeah. Far Thousands. Worse. If people were watching this show, they're like, ah, it's no big deal. We don't have to prepare. <laughs> and I look at the models. It's. It looks like seriously. It's gonna be. It's a, it's a category four now. So yeah. no, it, uh, first of all, it was a category four yesterday as well. I know that. So I'm don't... not saying it changed. You're saying it changed. No. No, okay. I no, I did not. Yeah. I, no, he did not, Pat. 
He didn't say it changed no. on national television Category 30 four. seconds ago. No. That didn't happen. No, the strength Children. of the storm did not change. The direction of it Matthew, did. You are The agonizing. direction of it did. You're a, ter- you're a terrible... What's the guy's name? Remember we had him on one time and he just kept saying, like, you need to prepare. It was, And he does uh, all the uh, YouTube... What's his name? You know his name, right? The, the, uh, the guy, Weatherman, and uh, he says, uh, you got to batten down the hatches over and over and over and over and over again. We need that guy. That guy's better than you. <laughs> that guy is. Oh better. yeah, yeah, the kid, the kid from. He's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, from he's up, up in the northeast. I, yes, I do remember. I turn on the television this morning, and they have not a model that shows it going up the eastern seaboard, but fifteen separate models, all of them like a spaghetti, like spaghetti up the, the yes. seaboard. There's no diversion on this. It's it's hitting the east coast of this uh, of this country. The cone of wobble, they tell you all the time at the Hurricane Center, do not focus on the center of the cone because it can wobble either way. Exactly. And yesterday, the entire cone was farther east. Then you get the up, you know, every, mm, every, a, don't try every to six it. hours, don't they try to send justify Hurricane it. Hunter airplanes and update. That's how we know where it's going. Stephen, <laughs> and when things change, oh, you know you're in trouble when he calls oh, no. you by your real name. Me Stephen. Oh man! All right, I'll back off. Okay. I'll back off now. All, All right. right, what else you have? Since you're a terrible we weather person. We have, what? Hmm? What? what? We never said goodbye to Vin Scully uh, from this past weekend. Goodbye, uh, Vin. A hundred years of broadcasting. Congratulations. Over a hundred. It well, was 147. Well, they years. gave no. Vin doing baseball and football. I mean, I liked Vin. I did he too. was great. Uh, he was but, excellent. Yes. Overshadowed yep. yesterday. I know. This or is, this weekend. This is an egregious overlook. Overshadowed. Here. Dick Enberg. One of, the, one of the great football players. I mean to tell you now. Come all, on. All time. Love that guy. Uh, he was, he's great. A little bit younger than. Uh, a little bit younger than Vin. Not and, much, though. Well, he's Vin's like, like 87 right? or 88, and Dick Enberg's 81. 81. Yeah. 81. Wow. These guys have been. Wow. He's out there, and he's calling Padre baseball now. I mean, that's where they hit. That's, that's where they hit him. Baseball is that, all they've got. Him yeah, doing. that's where they hit him. <laughs> they hit him. That's a uh, sweet gig. You live in freaking San Diego. It's a parks right downtown. It's beautiful. San Diego is awesome. It is not a high pressure but environment. It's Dick Enberg. He should be doing but, NFL but, but games. When you talk about when you talk about Vin Scully doing all these great NFL and baseball games, these big events that happened throughout the the NFL games and the baseball games that he covered and that he called. But Dick Enberg, twenty eight Wimbledons. Ten Super Bowls, eight UCLA basketball titles. He was, I guess, the voice of UCLA, which I wasn't sure about that. The Olympics, golf, Emmys. I mean, he's the man. I mean, come on. They're both great. I mean, uh, those are two great legends. Legendary. Absolutely legends. Really going to be sad to see them both retire and and go. Uh, There's something about radio baseball, too, that it doesn't matter if you're 257 years old doing it. As long as you can do it. It's just, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. I mean, I was, uh, you know, li- grew up in Connecticut, uh, lo- you know, um, mainly, and uh, listened to WFAN in New York for, you know, my entire childhood. I loved listening to sports radio. Mm-hmm. And they had Bob Murphy doing the um, play-by-play for the Mets. Bob was, you know, I mean, he's he's long past now. He passed, had to be at least a decade ago, probably, um, since he died. He was, you know, but he did, he called the, you know, 86 World Series, the, you know, the Mookie Wilson to Bill Buckner. I mean, he had all the legendary calls of that era for the Mets. And at the end of it, like, 
you know, he still sounded great. He's, but he was, you know, he old, the, the old voice started kicking in. Sometimes the plays wouldn't really be called exactly the way they happened on the field. And sometimes you'd call a guy the wrong name and all sorts of that stuff happened. You just didn't care. It just meant, it was, it just felt like summer mm-hmm. hearing his voice on the radio. I didn't, I didn't want him to retire. I wanted him to do it to the day he died. Um, and, it, and I, almost all those guys are like that. You can go around the, the country and listen to, um, play by play people on radio and you get those old legends that have been there for 50 years. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's, there's something about it that it I mean, brings life to it baseball. It sure does. I mean, I grew up with Ernie Harwell, mm-hmm. uh, out of Detroit for the Tigers. And mm-hmm. I mean, Harwell was there for, there's another guy that was on the air with the Tigers for 150 years. Oh yeah. But he's one of those, another, they, another baseball great man that worked until, yeah. I mean, he may have just died. I'm not sure. I have to look that up. But, I mean, he worked until he was. they were practically carrying him in and out of the stadium. I grew up with uh, Cato the Cat Butler. Uh, and Cato uh, <laughs> the Cat Butler? And his, his incredible play-by-play of, of the Hell in the High Bengals oh, and yeah. the Capitol High Bruins. Mm. Oh, wow. Wow. You know, you know it was high school sports season again <laughs> With when Kato you heard the Cato Butler. the Cat Butler say the cat's in the bag and the bag's in the river. <laughs> Good times. Good times. Is he still broadcasting? Take a short rain in a deep seat, Grant, Granny. This promises to be a what? pitchfork papa from Peanut Prairie. You knew it was what, what? some season again. So wh- who did your English language bar- broadcast? <laughs> <laughs> he was he was colorful. Cato was. Yeah, yeah, he was very colorful. But you know, I, I uh, the the Pat Summerall and John Madden thing made you always feel like for me every time I heard their voices, it was Thanksgiving. You know, it's Thanksgiving Day and mm-hmm. football was on, and I, just having them on in the background made me feel good. Yeah, I just I love that, and it's the same with. Uh, it, it was the same with Al Michaels. It's the same with uh, Dick Enberg. It, I, just, yeah, I the, love those guys. And to see him start to retire now and be too old yeah, and be pushed are, off into the first the time I hear somebody market. say that to me about Joe Buck, I'm going to punch him, I think. Oh, Joe Buck. Jeez. I mean, he's what, 45 or something? He's got a long That's, way to go. Oh, yeah, a long way to go. But he'll, he'll be dead he'll long be, before Joe Buck but, retires. Oh, my oh, no, I know, but that's what I mean. That's what I mean. The first person that tells yeah. me, you know, you're going to have the, the days of Joe Buck was great. But he, he will be. I mean, he will years. be a legend, right? I know. He, he will be. He broadcasts all the big games. He's already got, look how many classics he's got already. His, his dad was great, and he's great. Yeah. And I, th- I think Aikman is good with him. I Don't think you? so, too. Like that's him? a pretty good team. I mean, they're a good team. Yeah, they are a good team. They are. I'm not, I never liked Buck much, but they are a good team, and he does a you know, fairly good You know who else is good, and, and it's about time ESPN made this, made this change, because I couldn't stand Monday Night Football since ESPN took over. But now they have Sean McDonough with uh, John Gruden. And that's a really that's a pretty solid. Is it just team. those two, or they have, just you, the two? Oh, that probably is not bad because they're for a while they had like team. eighteen people in the booth trying to yeah, make no, it work. You don't need that. Gruden no. uh, does enough Gruden analysis. Is so he's so good. You know, you he's don't need good. knows football like the back of his oh, hand. The guy is yeah. basically running the entire NFL quarterback <laughs> development process no right kidding. now. I mean, I, no it's, kidding. You know, he is. Uh, you know, he really is, and I, I can't even imagine how much money they're well, paying him. He deserves it though. He does. He does because he should be. I mean, he's young. 
young enough. He's he's vibrant enough. He's good enough. He could still be coaching these guys. Oh, and yeah. he could every year. He'd be at a the big top opening. of the yeah. coaching heap. And but, but why he's, should he? He's yeah. really good broadcasting. Everyone always says that. They're like, oh, you think Gruden's going to hop back in? Why the hell why would, would you? This is the greatest gig of all time. Yeah. He, he's he's watching football. He's doing you know segments about football. It's not the twenty four. I mean, I'm sure he works hard and, and he puts a lot of research into it. But it's not the twenty four seven job a coach is. Right. You, don't, you, don't, well, you know, he should be able to hold on to the job as long as he wants it, probably. I remember 20, 25 years ago when, uh, just shortly after Madden became super popular and they gave him that $8 million salary, he was making $8 million and Summerall was making two. And, uh, you know, while $2 million is really good money, <laughs> when, eight, eight. when your color analyst is making four times as much as you are, I mean, but that's what those guys make. I mean, if you're a really good color analyst and you kind of take over the broadcast and you're the highlight of it, you're going to make Plus, a heck of a lot I mean, of money. Yeah. I don't know what Gruden's making right now. He's got to be. I mean, it's yeah, got to be a ton. I thought I remember. Are you looking for it? Uh, My favorite point five. They say six point five, according to. Uh, yeah, it's that's probably not bad. bad for ESPN. Yeah. But if he's doing the, uh, you know, if he's doing the recruitment, the NFL's giving him some cash too. Then. Uh, for the yeah. you know for the quarterbacks. Well, yeah. he's doing those segments for ESPN. No, I know, but I'm just. Yeah. You know, but he that, definitely works with a lot of them yeah. in camps and, yes. and everything. Yeah. He, I mean, he's really active still. When he was well, in Tampa, did... my, they used to do stories, you know, stories on him all the time. And uh, uh, he was always, you know, he's one of those coaches that was there at the facilities at 3 o'clock in the morning before everybody else was there. And uh, they always asked him about uh, when they were playing Philadelphia, uh, you know, what it was like to coach in Philly. You know, you coached in Philly before, and how'd you like the city? And he was... Um, I rode my bike from an apartment three blocks from the stadium every day at 2 a.m., and I left at about 9 or 10 at night. I know nothing of Philadelphia. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. I just know the stadium. Yeah. Okay. I, one of the reasons I was high on Carson Wentz, probably higher than you were, mm-hmm. um, even though he's an Eagles co- uh, quarterback mm-hmm. and, and you're an Eagles fan, is because Gruden was high on him. Gruden had him on one of those quarterback camps, and abs- did you see it? And loved yeah. him. Yeah. I mean, he, loved him. Yeah. So. And I, I, I went through my process of watching all of the highlights uh, that I could <laughs> dig up. Uh, yeah. And, you know, certainly a fan. It, it, I'm amazed at how fast it's happened for him, though. I mean, yeah. it, the fact that he's jumped yeah. in and been great from the beginning is surprising. It's a good season but, for a couple of young quarterbacks, man. Yeah, Prescott's been great for Dallas. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, Sam Bradford's got a 4-0 team with uh, Minnesota. Bradford's looking good. It looks really good. But yeah. that team is good. He stays healthy. They are good. Get hurt every Anything else, or are you uh, all set now, Jeffy? Now we can talk about Duarte of the Philippines uh, comparing himself to Hitler if you want, or we can move on. <laughs> oh, Wait, gotta, that. gotta do that. Gotta give me that. Come on. <laughs> Not a lot of people he, uh, compare themselves to Hitler. No. A lot of people compare, right. I, you, know, you know, some people compare others to Hitler, and it's totally wrong. Well, um, but uh, <laughs> others, uh, you, you know, very rarely. You only hear people like from Iran. We'll do it occasionally. Mm-hmm. There's very few people who watch and it he's, themselves. Uh, he's also, uh, you know, he hates the United States, too. I mean, he's been being beaten up Barack Obama in the United States for quite some time. But he was at a press conference uh, a little at the end of last week. And uh, after his meeting with the Southeast Asian defense chiefs in Hawaii, and uh, he said uh, that uh, they found his comments deeply troubling. Because uh, Duarte told reporters that uh, he'd been portrayed uh, to be the cousin of Hitler by critics, uh, noting that Hitler had murdered millions of Jews. Uh, There are three million drug drug addicts in the Philippines. I'd be happy to slaughter them. (laughs) If Germany had Hitler, the Philippines would have 
and he pointed to himself. <laughs> so wow. he's all about it. So good luck, wow. Philippines. God bless. <laughs> good, good election wow. there. He'd be happy to slaughter all three million oh, yeah. drug addicts. They're already the they're already over uh, thousands. I mean, they're three, four thousand that they've killed. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, what's his issue? Like, I mean, wow. obviously, drugs are a big problem there. Uh, is did he have a personal issue with drug abuse I or something? I what do is not his? Because it seems like that's ran, all he talks about. Is, yes. I mean, and maybe that's just what's getting picked up in the media. And apparently, the Filipinos love him. Yeah. They still love him. Mm. Well, yeah, he's giving them the right. You're a drug addict, dead. I get to kill yeah. you. Oh, really, something. Rise of the fat Reich. <laughs> I didn't say anything about like that in the that. story. That's where, where are you getting that? It says behind you. It says, it says. Why would it? Rise of the fat Reich. <laughs> That's pretty good. Most of the Nazis were pretty uh, fit. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they, uh, were. they were. Most of them were pretty good. What was so, it? Not yeah. that one. Yeah, no. Not all of them. All right. Uh, 888 back is the phone. We're back with more in a second. <laughs> I really have that <laughs> No, it is. Wow. Triple eight seven two seven back. Hi, it's Pat and Stu. Uh, William A. Mitchell received seventy. Patents for fake foods between 1941 and 1976. Dude, this is your guy. I mean, fake foods. This is your guy. I mean, they're dude. real food, but they're sort of, you know, I don't know. They're, it's not exactly a they're food made group. With, they're made with uh, stuff that uh, normal people would be, you know, questionable. Yeah. putting in their body. It's not. They're not exactly organic or <laughs> natural. They are okay. uh, locally sourced, though, right? You're yes, they are. Not necessarily locally <laughs> no. sourced, either. No. <laughs> no. Not all of uh, Mitchell's inventions were soft and squishy. Some were granular and full of carbon dioxide. Pop rocks were a, a wonderful mistake. Still they were, great today. They were originally designed to be mixed with water and to make... Carbonated soft drinks. That's uh, interesting because I thought of that would be, that would be a good uh, product. That if you just have a, yeah. a bottle of water, you dump some uh, you, like a yeah. I, I think they have they have a couple. First of all, they have the Soda Stream, which you can if you have a right. canister, you can make water into carbonated water, then add flavoring. Mm-hmm. They also have some things that you, like the Alka Seltzer type of things that you can pop into some water right, yeah. and kind of bubble it up yeah, a little yeah. bit. But no, they never really nailed it. I feel like with that one. Um, but that's a good idea. Uh, unfortunately, he screwed that up and said came up with Pop Rocks, which, I mean, Pop Rocks good. is like you put it in your mouth and and it has that you know that initial sort of um, the popping going on, and then you're like, all right, well, Halloween I'm, I'm saved kind of this dumb. candy. Halloween, I think, is is this is this is a candy that gets saved by the uh, by, by Halloween. It, it's because a, it's people a, give it away. Yeah, it's cheap. It's, it's cheap. cheap. They yeah. give it away. It's, it's, and so and the it's, kids are okay with it. It's a novelty. The it, kids are okay with it. It's not candy that people love. It's no. just like more like, oh, no. that's interesting what's happening right there. Right. right. You, know, you put them in your mouth and it kind of fizzes and bubbles that's why the and whatever. Kids and like them. They can't. You can't. And it's not delicious. Good thing. You know, they're not delicious. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking that you know the Halloween holiday is kind of the thing that. Pulls this com- this particular product. You might be out. right. Mm. You might be right. Um, I bet they sell more pop rocks yeah. uh, at Halloween than any other time of the year. Well, I but think that's, that's probably true, true in every candy. case. Yeah. Yes. Every single candy. Yeah. So we'll again, to, you we'll did make you finally made a point that was true, although it was just obvious. Congratulations, Jeff. 
point number two, though, this this second invention is unbelievable to me. Yes, I, I think is, this next one is a lie. This is mind-boggling. I think it's a lie. These happen a lot, and and occasionally this you, has completely these... reorganized my whole belief structure. It has, and now I, to, we do these segments a lot where it's like, oh, here's the truth about something you didn't know about. But most of the time, we. We do you this do. all the time. So I may not know. even believe in God after this. <laughs> right? Wow, that's a that's a, it is. Uh, the reason is because Pat Skill... Okay, that might be a little far. That might be a little bit. Yeah. Um, contrary but. to popular opinion, um, the powdered artificial orange drink Tang was not developed for the space program. Yeah, uh, That's a lie. I mean, does that destroy every belief you have ever yes, had? Yes, it does. <laughs> it does take away the one argument I had for NASA. <laughs> yes. Uh, now. I know. They did it. Well, didn't, I wonder we have to check into the upside down pen and pen right now. Yes. Yes. The space pen. Do we have yes. to check into the upside do. down pen? We if, do. We're, if we're giving NASA credit for things well, and now we find thing. out it's not NASA them. developed Tang. NASA developed cell phones. <laughs> NASA developed right. GPS. NASA developed... Did they? Yeah. Okay, no. the Tang lie has already been exposed. <laughs> What's right. next? And, and we obviously know they didn't go to the moon. Right. So the main well, part of what they were saying isn't true from I the mean, beginning. The We've known that. Gulf of Tonkin. Um, so, uh, <laughs> nice job yeah, going directly you. to the Gulf of Tonkin. <laughs> you always get right. you yeah, got to get there eventually. You might as well just go straight. Uh, General Foods, the uh, yet again a capitalist uh, private company, introduced Tang in 1959, and it did, was not successful initially. After flopped. this guy, this William Mitchell, yep, developed it, developed it for them. Tang limped along for a few years until NASA, looking for something to mask the unpleasant flavor of space capsule water, selected it for John Glenn's 1962 space mission. That's when it caught fire. So you know they became popular um, because, because of, of NASA. NASA, but it was not developed. NASA, by NASA. used it, but they didn't invent it. So, there but, you go. but wow! I'm wow! That, to the core. That, you you really believe that? Uh, yeah, I yeah. I thought. I, I yes. did too. I've said that yeah, a million I, times. I, I probably would have. I, I, I said didn't it a million know it, times, but I believed it. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Cool Whip. Although now it contains a little milk and cream, a little bit <laughs> enough so they can say it's in there. Mitchell's original '67 Cool Whip recipe was made. Get this: water. It was made of water, hydrogenated vegetable oil, sugar. Corn syrup, high fructose corn syrup, artificial flavors and colors, and a bunch of other chemical stuff. Didn't taste like whipped cream, but it also didn't require much refrigeration as the real stuff. And it, so it was ideal for picnics and, and Boy, church lunches. I, and so you could put it in the hot sun, yeah. and it would stay there for 16 weeks in 90-degree heat. And that's that's why now you see these ads. And I loved Cool Whip. I, I didn't know the difference. Did you? Uh, growing up, we had Cool Whip all the well, time. Because, I just thought it was whipped cream. Yeah. I mean, growing up where in, in, you know, not in the rich part of the country where Stu grew up in Connecticut, uh, you know, growing up in uh, <laughs> the northern part of the country where we uh-huh. had the picnics and during uh-huh. the summer with the working folk. Uh, yeah. This was Cool Whip. Cool Whip was yeah. up there with for the picnic. First of all, I mean, I, after NASA developed Cool Whip right. for the space no, program. They no, we they all didn't. wanted Cool Whip they on our picnic did, table. They didn't, though. But anyway. I, I, uh, I had Cool Whip, though, when I was a kid. and I Don't try to come down. I like it. Don't try to come down. I honestly thought, and I kind of thought it was like, Whipped cream was the basic one, and Cool Whip was sort of the jazzed up thing that was I actually thought, a little bit, right. I would say, on the higher end. Yeah. I, I thought whipped cream had a little... Was like the basic one you got at the store, and then every once in a while you got the treat of whipped cream at like grandma's house. Yeah, that's right. how I but saw. But the it. real whipped cream—if you just whip cream—it's yeah. not that tasty. No, when, especially when you're when you're uh, used to Cool Whip, it's so sugary, it's so sweet 
that when you just have whipped cream, it's like, ooh, what is that stuff? I don't want that. No. So it's, no, it's, they've trained us to believe that we must have the sugar. And this, is, this, this happens from time to time. Um, fancy restaurants will say, you know what? People want the real thing with only two ingredients in it. That's why our whipped cream is just whipped cream and some sugar. Uh, it sucks. Put some Cool Whip on there. Okay. Yeah. Get, get some freaking right? Cool Whip. Put that well, on there. We need some hydrogenated vegetable it's oil. The high fructose and the syrup, high fructose yeah. corn syrup. I don't care what's that's in it. It tastes good. It does taste good. It does and taste good. And I will say, I, I was really surprised. Still, to this day, there, who's the one that's advertising against them now? And you go into, I don't know, like the... The, the, yeah, the store brands are not that good. The guy walks into a, a restaurant and he goes up to the, the bar and orders something to eat mm-hmm. and, or some whipped cream. And she says, because she, she wants, you want whipped cream on that hot chocolate? Yes. You want oil or whipped cream? Oil or cream? And he says, well, cream. And she points to Cool Whip as the oil and then something else as the cream. But uh, I can't remember what the product is, so it's not that effective an ad, I guess. But uh, yeah. the the product that sells against whip uh, Cool Whip is apparently made of cream. And there you go. I will say so that whip, Cool Whip is good enough, especially like if you ever have like the flavored ones, like the chocolate or the strawberry. I love that. I mean, it's good enough to that. just eat out of the bowl as a dessert. It are is. you are you trying to say it that is. some people haven't done that yet? No. No, we, we know, we know you, you have. have. But we know you, we have. If you freeze it, and uh-huh. then it, it, it gets yeah. kind of a little hard, and then as it thaws, it's awesome. It's like ice cream. Yeah, it's basically like ice cream. You put uh, chocolate syrup on that, it's just as good as ice cream. Why are you saying? It's have you? like that. I mean, that's what I'm told. It's in the cool <laughs> room. There you go. All right. More patent still is... Uh, I like the explanation of what else is in it, too. A bunch of other chemical stuff. Bunch don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. I, don't I, I don't. Trust it's me. probably <laughs> stuff you can't pronounce. That's why we, we didn't get into it. According to the Washington Post, your dog's Halloween costume is racist. <laughs> no, or sexist. 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 Don't lie. Don't lie. Glass ceiling is apparently firmly in place at PetSmart, where career costumes labeled male. Oh, now, man. this is for a dog, remember. Include firefighter and police officer. While the female dogs can choose between a pink cowgirl costume and a pink loofah, which... I'm not sure what a loofah is. Did he, anybody so know what a loofah is? Yeah, in your loofah. shower. It's so a not in your shower. It's a handheld, in the shower of it's a handheld sponge, mm-hmm. and it rubs your body. It gets dead skin off your body. It makes you feel loofah. just nice and clean. So a female dog can be a loofah? Okay, it can be a <laughs> pink sponge? Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know. It yeah, does not make sense in this particular context, but that's how what I understand. BaxterBoo.com uh, says that options for your female pooch include sweetheart nurse or French maid. Any because those are the, uh, Pat, those are the, it, just so, to inform yeah. the audience, those are the only jobs women can do. <laughs> so that's why you, you would do that. You, w- women can be maids. Uh, they could be teachers, maybe librarians. Right, know. right. There's three or four jobs that women can actually nurse. do. Okay, nurse. so nurse. Yep. 
librarian, um, librarian, um, uh, maid, maid, Cle- yeah, cleaning um, person, that's uh, maid. cook. Yeah, you could, maybe, you could maybe, have maybe a chef, maybe kind chef. Of. Not a chef, but no, a cook I, at I, home. Yeah, like at home. Right. Yeah. You, you know. Yeah, like just like a yeah a home. Not a not a chef like a job chef. Oh no 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 because no, 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 you no. wouldn't want them cooking for other not. people than their family. Of course not. And, right? and the way we reflect so. this and make sure that people know it is by designing dog costumes that uh, you know yeah. make sure reflect people that. really reflect that and, and emphasize it. I would say. What they should do is look into the the choices for women and men who are human beings because I'm guessing even that is. Like, aren't the, haven't we had stories before where all the girl costumes are like, you know, sexy French maid yeah. in that, too? Oh, yeah. And I mean, it's so, tr- I mean, you put sexy I mean, in front of anything and it's a Halloween costume. Yes. Plus, I mean, as long yes. as it's a maid, I mean, she's doing what she's supposed to be doing. They're right. cleaning. Right. And if she's being sexy, then that's fine. I mean, that, that you, know, you don't want frumpy, that's a bonus. You don't want frumpy maid. Not particularly. Right, but if you made frumpy maid, they complain about that too. <laughs> they would. Yes, they complain they about would. sexy maid yeah, or frumpy would. maid or sexy executive or frumpy executive. <laughs> Anything? Oh, you I, can't have an executive. No, no. no. Right. But seriously, I guarantee if you put sexy uh, boardroom executive as a costume, then that would still be okay. About yes, they it. would. No, it's yes, still no, complain no, about it. Say, sexy president. Sex objects. Okay, how about frumpy? Oh, you're judging their appearance. It's now, yeah. aren't you? Ugh, the outrage culture uh, is really is. agonizing. I'm uh, outraged by it. It's especially fun when it's applied to dogs. <laughs> uh, they actually admit it seems silly on the surface, but this is part of a larger message of we're sending. That there are certain jobs for men and certain jobs for women, according to Scott Laurie, 36. Uh, she will not be ignored about gender issues. The career options for women and dogs need to go beyond pink loofahs and pink cowgirls. They're dogs. They don't really have career choices. Oh my gosh! He doesn't think female dogs can have uh, career choices. No, that's true. Is it just because of their genitals, Pat? What's the uh, what, what's the what's no? The it's line because there? of their species. What's, oh the, my god! The line is the species. He's saying it. I'm a species. I was going to try to trap He's him into saying it. He's saying it. Yeah, you didn't have to trap me. I'm going to say it outright. Unbelievable. This yeah, guy. dogs don't have careers. They don't. Oh, they just might as well just stay at home and I don't know lick yeah. themselves under the table. Is that right, Pat? Pretty much. Is that what's supposed to happen with dogs yes. these days? Maybe, maybe sleep, take maybe, a nap. Maybe, maybe they should lay there so you can pet them for your enjoyment. Bark How about an that? occasional oh, car bark. driving let by. Me, let them beg for treats. Yeah. From bed wonderful for treats. Pat. Another thing they could do. Yes. <laughs>